Dean Daniel here, your special nighttime podcast friend. I'm here to thank all patrons, especially Scribbles and Carlo. Have a probably bad day. Hello. So that was overly enthusiastic. Lovely. What's up? Yo, Mod Pencil here. <laughs> A up, I'm paper. Are we sticking with that as an opening? We can do we can do both and see which one Nick chooses, but I feel I can guess which one Nick will choose. Yeah, especially now that we've mentioned it. Um so today's probably bad RPG idea. <laughs> Is have the demons of Pathfinder be ruled by the baby four horsemen of the apocalypse? Mild colds, annoyance, peckishness, and being a bit under the weather. So, like, my reasoning for this is you know, not every demon can like embody the worst things in the world. You've got to have like beings of very minor evil. Well, yeah, like. If if all evil comes from demons, then yeah, it makes sense that that's also mm. like people who park too close is also a kind of demon. Like, there's got to be something out there that tempts people to really trivial sins. <laughs> like, yes, mortal, brush only once in the morning. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a sin. You know, it's the Bible. Everything's a sin. I, th- I think we've read different Bibles. <laughs> Mine is just one piece of paper that says everything's a sin. <laughs> Get fucked. Signed, Jesus. Um... Yeah, so I, I like the idea of almost like a, a low-level encounter. Mm. Like your your characters are trying to become famous demon hunters, and they have to start somewhere. Yeah. Like so yeah, but start off by slaying the demon of not putting enough change in the parking meter. Like, if there's very low level demon, there's also presumably yeah very low level demon hunters. And I like the idea of a conspiracy that's dedicated to slaying minor force of evil. They don't think they're up to taking down like. The big ones, but they're pretty sure they can deal with the talk on your phone in a movie theater monsters. And like I said, the the high level demon hunters have to have started somewhere. The reason that the world is as it is is they haven't managed to slay the lower level demons yet. Mm. They're, they're working on it. Like this demon hunting organization only has low-level demon hunters. Like it was founded last week, which I find very funny. You know, it can't all be ancient conspiracies. At some point, they had to have started out. Exactly. They've come up with a brand new concept. It's called an adventuring guild, and it's it's going to take the world by storm. We have successfully reinvented the twelve hundreds. The the twelve hundreds in in real life. Yeah, when when there were monster hunting guilds. I think we've also read different history books. Again, my history book is just a single page saying twelve hundreds had monster hunting guilds. Signed, Jesus. 
you need to stop talking to this guy. <laughs> Everything I know, I know from a strange man called Jesus who lives in my cupboard. But yeah, I think the other thing we're very minded here mm-hmm. is I also like, you know, the conceit of like, oh, we're going to summon this ancient horror and it's going to reshape the world in our image. It's fat and it just reshapes the world and it's exactly the same except people get cold slightly more often. The, like the demon you summon when you want to take a sick day and you're not sick, but you also don't want to lie. Mm. So you just summon the demon to like make you a bit phlegmy for a bit. If you summoned a demon of lying to your boss, then you could kill two birds with one stone. See, this is the kind of lateral thinking we need in this anti-demon hunter organization. Yeah. What if we summoned a demon of being an overzealous demon hunter? Oh. Or a demon Maybe that's being... the problem. Maybe that's the demon that they started with, and now they can't figure out how to kill it without making it more powerful. Or they started by summoning the demon of being an underzealous demon hunter, and now, you know, everything's kind of stagnated. <laughs> Inside you are two demons. Summon the demon of procrastination and just send it to sit in the middle of the demon hunter guild. The demon of procrastination will potentially be, like, really useful. As long as you can get it to do anything. Like, yeah. Admittedly, that is the issue. It will be really useful uh, just after it's finished this YouTube video. It's it's just got one more level to beat, and then it'll definitely go and curse some people. Mm. Like, I feel like this is how, like... Because in D&D, you have, like, the various, like, uh, alignment outer planes. And Hades, which is the evilest plane, is based around kind of despair and nihilism and hopelessness. And I feel like that has a lot of... They're incredibly powerful evil forces, but they're just, like, lying there, crying and eating ice cream. The demons are just like, what is the point (laughs) in killing all of these people when they're just going to be sad and then come here and then I'm going to have to deal with them? So I really like the image of... I'm depressed demons. I really like the image of demons who are like, yeah, we don't kill because we don't want you in our house. (laughs) If we kill you, we're gonna have to hang out with you. We're gonna be roommates. Demon who shows up and gets people to sell their souls so that when they die, they move in and it gets to have a friend. Demon warlock pact where the demon just wants you to go pick up their meds from the pharmacy. (laughs) I'm now imagining just like, I left something in hell and then like you just die, go down, pick it up and get resurrected. Way, is that not the story of Orpheus? <laughs> Again, I think you. I think you have a slightly different <laughs> version of that story to me. Well, see, so I had a piece of paper. <laughs> so I, I, I really, I'm obviously like, oh god, I left her behind in Thai. Get me an Uber. I need to go talk to Hades. Like oh, Orpheus, the Uber of death. <laughs> Wait, I think the mighty Boosh has death has death having a taxi. We've somehow found our way to mighty Boosh RPG. 
don't know enough about the Mighty Boosh, but I will say this is an Uber, so it's different in the sense that you just get a random Reaper who happens to be nearby. These Reapers are not unionized. <laughs> Gig economy Reaper. <laughs> don't forget to tip death. That's what the coins on the eyes are. Hmm. I guess, yeah, you, there are cultures where you do tip death. Like, I just like this really... If you, if you think Grim Reaper's done a good job, you leave an extra coin just on the person's forehead, and the Reaper gets to keep that one instead of giving it to the ferryman. Like, how do you tell if the Reaper's done a good job? It's like, yeah, okay, this person is really dead. Like, they're not just dead, they're, like, really dead. Here's, here's an extra coin. I'm gonna go with if the person comes back as a ghost, the reaper did a bad job. The person has hmm. not been fully reaped; they've just been cut down and left in the field. <laughs> so I really like this really mundane cosmology we're coming up with, where there's like angels and demons and reapers, but they're all just like guys. It's just it's like a reverse reaper man situation. Yeah, it's like well. It's not sustainable to keep full-time Grim Reapers on hand because it was costing too much money and the shareholders were unhappy. So now they're freelancers. And they do exactly the same job, but for less money without any rights. I want the stats on the shareholders of death. I want to fight those guys. Is that going to be this month's homebrew? Maybe it will. Actually, maybe it will. <laughs> Should make a note. Like, it's like, you feel like everyone's like, it's like, you know, angels who, again, are just, there's not money in any of the big virtues, so we're just really just trying to get people to be slightly less of an asshole. Yeah, they're, they're really down on the on charity as one of the main virtues, because, like, they don't see that money back. They can claim it on their taxes, but that's <clears> about it. Angel who comes down to convince you to follow the path of goodness because it, like, Better serves your portfolio. <laughs> you got to diversify into multiple kinds of goodness. Hmm. You know, lots of people put all of their money into utilitarianism, but what if what if we follow a deontological path? Then you're in hell. And as established, that's mostly just a really depressing place full of Ubers. This is getting dangerously close to Pascal's Pascal's wager, the RPG. Yeah. Like Pas like Pascal's ten year plan. <laughs> Pascal's business plan. Pascal's meeting with the shareholders. Like, cause I feel Pascal's like Pascal's filing with company's house. Like demons get paid um when someone does something bad. Mm -hmm. And angels get paid when someone does something good. And I do wonder who is paying them. Pascal. <laughs> yeah. With all the money that he made gambling. Yeah, Pascal won really big in his wager, and now he does own the afterlife. Yeah. And you've got to take him down and reintroduce um, socialism. <laughs> I love it. We need to get the angels to unionise. I bet angels don't have unions. They just don't strike me as groups that would have unions, you know? I feel like there's two interpretations, which is 
either. Kevin is so perfect that they don't need a union. But that's a lie, get a union anyway. Or Kevin is so perfect because they have a union. Is, is that is that the reward of paradise for your virtuous life? You get to finally join the union. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven is just earth, but with worker rights. <laughs> Trying to think of a UBI joke. I can't quite get there. Universal blessed income. There we go. But I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like we've got an interesting setting here. By yeah, interesting... I'm not. I'm not sure if it would work with like any existing RPG system. It sort of seems like World of Darkness, but with really, really low state. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I had forgotten about the low-level demons. I was so invested in the Angel Union. Yeah. Um. I think there's angels in the world of darkness. They don't show up very often, and that's presumably because they're unionized and thus have like reasonable working hours. Yeah, angels actually have a four hour day. Yeah. I meant to say four day week, but fuck it. <laughs> they have a four hour day. They have like they're both angels work four four hours a day, four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why no one's getting divine blessings anymore. 16 hours a week is just not long enough to get any real miracles done. Mm. That's why Jesus is reduced to giving people inaccurate bits of paper. The idea of the angels having unionized and now gods like out of a job. Like God was God was omnipotent, but now like the CEO can't make more than Ten times more power than the lower ranking people. So he only has as much power as like ten cherubs working together. Yeah, we distribute the power among the masses, and I, I, I think I'm getting close to like just being Lucifer. Yeah, I think this is the point where we move on to questions before you are cast out. Hi, I'm Hazel, and I'm Liz, and. We are two friends who studied archaeology together and who make a podcast about food and domestic history. It's called Bread and Thread. And so if you would like to know all about ancient sheep breeds and how to make them pay, where apples come from, really, in the beginning, or if you'd like the Virgin Mary's recipe for spinach, then look up Bread and Thread on wherever you get your podcasts and learn all these and more fun and interesting historical facts framed as a relaxed chat between two nerdy best friends. Before I declare war on the most high, um, (laughs) our first question is from Steel Smiter. How about modern magic items? Preferably system agnostic, but like I have some ideas, like a burner phone, it's an untraceable flip phone that causes someone's ta- a target's phone to explode when they're talking on it, or a lanyard that makes someone look like they're in a place of otherwise restricted access, or a wallet that prevents muggers from accessing money from it and makes any money they put in counterfeit. I will say, Steel Smiter, those are some solid ideas. Yeah. I love burner phone that blows you up. 
think modern magic items are that can drive into other people's dreams. What what purpose does this serve? You, you get to go into someone's dream and then you can like... Is it like an inception thing or do you just see what their dreams are? I think it's like an inception thing. Like you can get out of a car and wander around their dreams. So I just want to like, you know, drive around someone's like repressed trauma going wee. <laughs> I don't have to be therapeutic to the one. A hiver's jacket... And when you put it on, everyone is compelled to look away. Mm. Yeah, I like that because it is completely ruins the purpose of the item. Well, I was I was thinking of the the sort of truism that you can get into anywhere with a high vis jacket and a clipboard. Yeah. Highest vis jacket in that you put it on and it immediately in gets a massive blast of light. Try not noticing me crossing the road now, but yeah, like, yeah, you have your magic clipboards that like, and magic hivers jacket that stop people noticing you. Mm-hmm. Think, like, phone that summons pizzas, which is basically you can call up a pizza delivery place, but the pizza arrives immediately, and it's free. Yeah, uh, so phone of steel from Domino's. Other pizza companies are available. Mm. Computer that downloads files onto your cat. Onto your cat? Yes, this benefits no one in any way, but your cat can now run Five Nights at Freddy's. I have one thing to say. Mm. Hover Segway. I do like Hover Segway. It's like a magic broomstick, but you stand up. Yeah. Because you exercise. Like, you could put, like, the hover spell on any vehicle. Here are my hover heelys. <laughs> okay, hover heelys is powerful. Yeah. Like, you, you go you go down a ramp, and it's like a, a ski jump, but you just keep going. Sadly, we never put enchantment on them to make them stop. They say he's still healing to this day. Healed all the way to the moon. <laughs> I think that's what Elon Musk is like doing at the moment. Don't get my hopes up <laughs> about the idea of Elon Musk lost in space. I cast banish Elon Musk. Like I feel like so there's a lot of like weapon enchantments in D and D are based on like melee melee weapons. Mm-hmm. Which means you can't really put them on a gun. But you could have, like, I don't know, a vorpal sock and you bat people with your sock and then their head comes off. I think I was thinking, like, a sock with pennies in it, but no, but I've, I've gone to just, it's just the sock. Uh, you need to put it on very carefully. I like the idea of an enchanted pillowcase so you can challenge someone to a pillow fight and it's like, and you're dead now. Yeah, um, aha, I want to do a pillow fight, I say, casting flaming burst on my pillowcase. The issue is, I then go to bed and rest my head on my pillow and then burst into flames. Sniper rifle of dragon slaying. Hmm. 
It's just like an arrow of dragon slaying, except it looks cooler. Yeah. It does depend on there being a dragon. I just assume that any setting with magic in has dragons somewhere. They just might not come up. I do love you. So I like the idea of like like spells of dragon slaying existing but dragons not existing. They're not just anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's your dragon stopped existing about twenty minutes after I invented sniper rifle of dragon slaying. We've dealt with the dragons, and now we've got all these random things that are strong against dragons. Yeah. I mean, too fair, maybe that is the case in real life. Maybe that's why there aren't any dragons. <laughs> like, I someone... like it. It would be like the modern... Uh, yeah, it would be like the equivalent of this This is my Tommy gun. It's really effective against the Brontosaurus. Have you seen any Brontosaurus around here? That's because of my Tommy gun. Like, it just turns out that, like, Steel naturally has dragon slaying enchantments. That's why knights were so good at it. Yeah, and like, you know, no one knows because it never comes up. We, there aren't any dragons left, but just anything made of steel naturally just kills dragons. You're saying I could run a dragon over with a train? Yeah. Which, you know, that's an interesting modern update of St. George. I don't know if modern trains are made of steel. But I prefer the idea of running one over with, like, Chuffing Billy anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess most things you hit with a train will be sad because of it. I mean, it depends on how broadly we're defining sad, but I guess. I mean, you know, they go to go to hell, at which point they are sad. Mm-hmm. Because trains actually can't kill the righteous? Yeah. That that's one of the things that the Angel Union has recently like had as a victory. Mm-hmm. It's it yeah. The righteous. Well, it's because trains are such a good thing. Yeah, trains are aligned with angels. There's a there's a modern magic item. I cast sacred train. <laughs> like. It turns out the conflict between good and evil isn't fought by humans, it's fought by trains, and there's good trains and evil trains, and that's why they This is getting... just 19th century Transformers. Yeah. Uh, except with angels and demons. <laughs> uh, and that's why trains keep getting delayed, because like, it's like, oh, there was there was a branch on the, uh, on the rail. No, the train had to go in an epic fight for the soul of the world against Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they obviously can't tell you that because of the Union rules. <laughs> the Angel Union is very secretive. Yeah. Have you ever met anyone in the Angel Union? Didn't think so. Well, second question. Um, before we develop this game further, is from Tom Ghost Guy. What is the worst way to start a campaign? Mm, mandatorily. Like, you just show up in someone's house and are like, hey, we're doing D&D now, here's your character sheet. All the characters are perma-dead, make new characters now. Instead of your wedding vows... Just you... ask the priest to roll initiative. Yeah, do you take this man to be your lawful wedded husband? No, I take this man to be a new character in my World of Darkness game. Let me get out my dice. 
fake your own death, and then when people arrive at your funeral, burst out of the coffin and reveal that it's a campaign now? Actual answer. But instead, my brain has presented, everyone meets at the loners' convention. Aww. You just brood in separate corners the entire time and never communicate. So yeah, World of Darkness. <laughs> I think, hmm. Like, you wake up in, like, a saw trap with the bombs around your neck, and you're told that you have to, like, get through this D&D campaign if you want to live. See, when I thought you meant the character wakes up in a saw trap, no, I no, you... that, that could be quite an interesting first session, but you, you meant the player. Yeah, no, the players wake up in a saw trap and are informed that unless they get through Curse of Strahd, they're, they're going to blow up. Wizards of the Coast have made some questionable business decisions lately. I mean, that is just a true fact. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's not entirely out of character. <laughs> I feel like the actual answer to what's the worst way to start a campaign is, like, anything too railroady, honestly, because, like, mm. you need the characters to all have a reason to want to follow the plot thread, obviously. But I, I think there's definitely, and I've been in campaigns that have done this, there's ones where you don't tell the players in advance anything. And then you just kind of expect the characters to all want the same thing. Yeah. I think like... So I guess I guess that makes my answer unpreparedly. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I still think... Wake up in a saw trap with a bomb around your neck is probably worse. Yeah, cur Curse of Saw is also pretty bad. But, you know, 50-50. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I think... If anything, that's the opposite problem. That's over-prepared. You've built this yeah. whole saw trap just for one session, and you don't even know if that's what they're going to do. Yeah, you know, it's important not to, like... Yeah, it's important not to have too clear of an idea as to where you want the campaign to go. For example, if, if you don't want to be like, yeah, this is definitely going to be espionage, or this is definitely combat, or this is definitely going to involve you sawing off your own leg to escape from my dungeon. You know, you need to give Have, the players like, some agency. This is definitely going to be espionage, or something like that, but you need to agree that in advance. If yeah. There's a, if there's something specific, like, this is an espionage campaign. Yeah. Like, you you know, need you to need tell to... people that in advance before they show up as, like, I am Dynamite Man, the man who only knows how to use dynamite. I would absolutely play a espionage campaign which featured only variants on Dynamite Man. The, the man who only knows how to use dynamite. We'll see. <laughs> it was born in a dynamite factory and never <laughs> told anything. Ever since I was bitten by a radioactive dynamite. <laughs> Yeah, no, next campaign I'm in, I play Dynamite Man, the man who only knows how to use... He doesn't know any language, he just knows explosions. What have I done? So that that's the worst way to start a campaign, is having everyone play Dynamite Man, the man who only knows dynamite. I just want to know, like... So he only knows dynamite, sin like... He doesn't know what, like... Adore this. He's under the impression that, like, everything is a variant on dynamite. 
He's, he's got enough basic life skills to have survived growing up in the dynamite factory. Mm. But the only thing he really knows is dynamite. Like, I feel like you... Yeah, I just, I just love this guy. He only eats dynamite. It's really bad for his health. Maybe he's adapted to digest dynamite because we've he is dynamite man. We've created the world's first purely dynamite-based life form. Yeah. That's probably Scient the point to end the episode, right? Yeah, scientists, tell us if that's possible. Um, so if you want to give us money for dynamite and also, you know, bonus content and access to a Discord and stuff, but mostly the dynamite, um, you can go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas and if you have a question or want to send us your thoughts dynamite. on Dynamite Man, <laughs> you can message probablybadrpgideas on Tumblr or probablybypodcast at gmail.com. And, and remember, remember to have, have a probably, probably bad, bad day. day.